Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity, with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know that it is time. It is time for you to finally get seen, paid, and promoted as the leader that you deserve to be with your seat in the leadership room and I am here to help you do just that. I have just opened the doors to the Elevate Collective, my signature six-month group coaching program that will help you eliminate the mindset barriers that are holding you back from securing that executive promotion, get clarity on your personal brand and the experience that key decision makers have of you and get the tools and strategy to negotiate your package so that you can actually start to build generational wealth and have the full-on experience of what it means to be a black woman leader with the fulfillment and the recognition in your career. I know that is a handful, but that is what you are going to get in the Elevate Collective and so much more. Wouldn't it be great if you had the support and community and strategy to know what to do next to accelerate your path to that leadership promotion? Because we all know that hard work, back-to-back meetings and working your tail off, piling your to-do list with more and more things is actually not going to help you if that is only what you are relying on to get you into the leadership room. So if you are listening to this nodding because it sounds like exactly where you are and what you need to get unstuck from the manager level where you have been and accelerate your path to C-suite, DM me the word collective and I will share more details. We have added new features. There are amazing women who have already secured their spots in this second cohort of the Elevate Collective and I know that there is a seat in the collective with your name on it. So run and don't walk because the next time I open doors to the Elevate Collective will be in January 2024 and wouldn't it be great if you actually created the momentum and speed towards your promotion? Trust me, there is so much we can do in six months. Payment plans are available, so don't let this stop you from getting the support and the coaching and customized strategy to stop relying on doing more work, to stop relying on getting more qualifications and actually position yourself with intent and focus for that leadership position. I cannot wait to see you in the collective. The link to apply for the collective is also in the show notes. 
DM me the word collective if you want to know more. And I cannot wait to welcome you and celebrate your decision to take your career development and advancement into your own hands. See you on the inside. Hi, my dear friend. Welcome back to episode 94 of the Elevate Her podcast. So I just realized the other day that I've just clocked over a year after my, I would say my biggest promotion in my career, moving to directorship level in my corporate career. If you are listening to me for the first time or you're new around here, I am an associate director in the world's largest global audit firm, and I'm really proud about the impact I've made and the journey that it has taken to getting me here. And, you know, one of the things I always tell my clients is that it definitely was not a straight line. Corporate ladders, we talk about corporate ladders as if they are straight. There were so many kinks and troughs in my journey. And I want to share and I want to be honest with you and open and transparent. And I thought this is a great time to just take a moment and reflect on the year that has gone by. Some of the things that I learned, some of the things that I didn't really anticipate that I had to adjust to. And I'm sure that you'll resonate with some of these. So let's get into my list of 10. So the first thing that I think this was actually more of a disappointment was realizing that I was actually no different to the other people at the leadership in the leadership room. Right. I used to I used to look up at, you know, people that that would be way far far ahead of me, like people who were partners, um, people who had been directors for a while. And I used to think there must be something they have that I don't have, or there must be something that they're doing, or maybe it's the way they talk, or maybe they have these new fresh perspectives and ideas. And when I got, obviously, when I got into the directorship level, it opened up a lot of opportunities for me. So I traveled a lot in the first few months, just meeting other leaders in, in the firm. And I get to also sit into leadership meetings that I wasn't a part of before. And when I listen to these leaders, I realize I am no different to them. In fact, so many of the ideas that are shared, I could have definitely shared them right sometimes we hold ourselves back because we think oh, we don't want to say something that will sound silly or I don't know or it's not been proven or no one is saying anything on these lines and then someone says it and then you're thinking there oh my goodness I could have been the one to share this amazing idea and my perspective on it and so for me that that was more of a disappointment that these people were no different to me and I let my own self-doubt get into my way wait for way too long, right? I played too small for so long because I thought that there was something that I wasn't doing, you know, as well or there must be something that these guys are doing amazingly well that I just didn't have yet, right? And I believed this narrative for so long, right? And I think if I had not believed it and if I re realized earlier right sooner than later that these people were no different to me I was just as good just as deserving 
just as capable back then, like three, four years ago, I would have probably made director way sooner than I did. And I share this because I am sure that some of you are here. I know all of you who listen to this podcast are high achieving, ambitious women. And I know that some of you are probably in the space that I was in where you're playing small, you're not rising up to the occasion, especially when no one has given you that sort of vote of confidence that, yes, you are definitely on the leadership track. I want to let you know that you don't have to wait for them. In fact, waiting is just going to prolong it. I want you to rise up to the occasion now and believe, believe in yourself right now. And shameless plug, the Elevate Collective is open to all you ambitious women. And we talk about mindset like every week because I have realized that's actually my second learning point that my mindset has been so much more crucial in this phase of my career journey than anything I know, than my knowledge, right? Because without the right mindset, I'm not even feeling confident to share my ideas, to share my knowledge. And so knowledge that is just inside of you is not useful until it is brought outside in the form of communicating, in the form of sharing ideas, in the form of challenging opinions and just being very convicted in your thoughts and opinions, right? And so it's so important that you are taking the time to fuel your mindset, right? To look at any self-doubt, look at any of the stories you may have been telling yourself, look at any limiting beliefs and start to rewrite new ones, all things we do in the Elevate Collective, by the way. And I don't think people talk about this enough. I think a lot of great leaders, at least in the corporate world, I know that people who have devoted their lives to speaking about personal development obviously talk about this a lot. But I haven't heard a lot of corporate leaders talking about mindset, especially in the way that I have learned through the investments I've made, through the coaches I've invested in, and how important it is in your evolution as a leader. So I just wanted to put this out there because, again, a lot of times we think that it's the knowledge gap. We think that it's the personal branding. And yes, those might be factors that affect how ready you are for your leadership journey. But if you are not believing that you can do it, right, if there are belief gaps, if there is a gap between who you are now right? And who you need to be to get that leadership title, it's going to take long. It's going to take long for sure. Lesson number three, rest is not optional. Oh my goodness. I have had to completely change my rest strategy during this last year. And I remember it was so tough in the first few months because I flew probably like at least I I probably took like at least two, two flights a month, like for three months straight. And every time I did that, it then kind of like messed up my routine because then I was in a new place, in a hotel, trying to get used to the place. And it was meetings all day long. So that was also quite, you know, taxing on my body. And I've had to learn and reconfigure how I rest because it's so, so important. 
And I am not going to lie. Like I have burnt out. And I think the the moment where I realized I burnt out was probably between February and March, which is also the highest sort of peak in our, you know, in our season, in our, in my corporate job, where we have a lot of audits, we have a lot going on. And I realized that, my goodness, I was extremely exhausted. And what I have learned is, first of all, not waiting for long, you know, long periods of time off to take that time to rest. I have now learned to book my time off, like in every two months, every two months, I take at least three days off. And that has been so, so useful. So, so useful in just being able to reset and being able to just get back, get grounded again, get back into into my routine, get a book, just break that that routine of just work, 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 right? Because it, it actually can be addictive. And so I want to share like the real truth and my vulnerabilities around this. The other thing I've learned around rest is actually this is lesson number four is ruthless prioritization. No one is going to help you prioritize your calendar. You've got to do it yourself. And so a lot of the things that I used to do as a manager, I thought that I still needed to continue doing them. And no one asked me to do them right when I made director. But I I thought I was obligated to continue doing them until I, I, I realized, no, hey, I'm a director now. I cannot be filling my calendar or my tasks with admin activities. And this was tough because for a long time, there was sort of a gap in our team. We didn't have, um, you know, the managers who would help me, who would ideally have helped me or um, have helped the other more senior people in the team to do this work. But I had to find out innovative ways to do it. And I've made, you know, the, the, executive assistants in our team like I've made a lot of use of their help and finding help in other ways as well right and not just sitting there and thinking that I need to pile all this work on myself right and when things have been tough and hectic I've learned to speak up I've learned to speak up and not look at that as a sign of weakness, but be so so ruthless on what are the important things for me to achieve and that's how I exceeded my KPIs by far in this year, right? We just clocked our year end. And I, I honestly, at the start of the year, I was like, what have I just signed? <laughs> I signed an agreement to reach a certain KPI and unlock certain um, income increases for myself. That's what I negotiated. And in the first two to three months, because I was traveling a lot and not much of output in the form of like making revenue and making money, I had a lot of self-doubt. But to be honest, ruthless prioritization was so, so important in this whole evolution and in me being able to achieve the amazing results that I have in the last year. Lesson number five, I get to choose what motherhood looks like. And I talked about um, balancing motherhood and corporate career. I believe it was episode number 90, 90, yes, episode number 90. If you haven't listened to it, definitely, definitely recommend you do. And I realized that my definition of being a great mother is not going to look the same as a stay-at-home mother who is at home all the time. And it's okay. And I have learned to 
really look at what what is important to me what do i value as it relates to time with my children right so some of the things that i have found that bring my kids joy as well is the school drop off so for me the school drop off is non negotiable i drop at least i drop my son off in the mornings um and i'm trying to figure out how to drop my twins as well they start at different times so that hasn't been exactly possible and i don't think it would be possible even if i was a stay at home mom to do both of them um in the time span because when my son starts at like 8 and then my my daughter start at 9 and you know traffic and all that going back and forth would have still been a challenge um something else that i have chose to be non negotiable with is spending at least 20 to 30 minutes giving each one of them time every day right so that looks like almost an hour of no phones just me with my kids every single day and whether that is feeding them or whether that is sharing a story with them or just doing fun play with them for me that is something that i do every single day without fail and you know obviously sometimes it doesn't happen like if i'm not feeling well or you know if there's a there's a meeting that goes on but i have also intentionally blocked my calendar so between i think it's from 6 o'clock like i've literally blocked my calendar no one can book time in my calendar after that time and if they do most of the time like i can't remember the last time i accepted an invite at that time most of the time i'll just say no um i'm not available during this time and i've learned to be very very ruthless with that because if you're not people will just walk over your boundaries you've got to respect your boundaries first so don't shy away from defining what motherhood looks like for you and yes it there are there are going to be seasons right for me the first 6 months of my time as a director that was the season of me you know acclimatizing to this new role acclimatizing to the new responsibilities that were bestowed on me and yes i did have to prioritize that over you know some of the things that i would do with my children right but that still didn't take away from how i chose to define motherhood and how i chose to also be accepting of the season i was in and the great thing about seasons is that they're temporary right unless you make them permanent they are temporary and you get to decide on that as well lesson number 6 the title will not make you feel more confident and i hear a lot of women thinking that once they get to that leadership level once they unlock the directorship title they will feel more confident they will speak up more lies <laughs> this doesn't happen you actually have to work on that confidence before right because Yes, I it was exciting. It was nice to have that recognition, but it was for like a hot second. Literally after a week, I felt the same person I was before I had that promotion, before the announcements were made. And so I say this because I don't want you to sit there waiting and thinking that that's what is required for you to finally start speaking up and sharing your opinions and making your voice heard and doing it authentically in a way that um that resonates with who you are okay lesson number 7 doing it your own way is best 
everyone has their own version of how they have succeeded in leadership. And yes, while there are frameworks and shameless plug, (laughs) I have my own framework, proprietary framework that I use in my Elevate Collective group coaching program and even in my private coaching designed to lead. While that is the case, you've got to take frameworks and apply them to yourself and look at how it is applicable to you. Case in point, for example, my team leader is huge on market eminence, on, you know, going out to speak in conferences, on creating his authority in that way, right? That's how he builds his authority and credibility, which is great. But that's not how, that's not what resonates with me, especially as an introvert. And he's also an introvert, um, so he says. But I have also learned to figure out how to create my own style of leadership and a lot of that has been through being very meaningful with the relationships that I have created and nurtured over the time and being very mindful of how I continue to be top of mind in terms of my corporate clients and in terms of my team as well right and so you're gonna have to find out how to extract and play to your strengths in your evolution as a leader because just copying and pasting what someone else has done it could be exhausting it could lead to burnout it could even lead to resentment right when you realize that you're actually not operating in your full authenticity and power all right lesson number eight battling with new demons of imposter syndrome and i say this a lot when i talk about imposter syndrome because It does not go away, ladies. Leaders are just very great at managing it so that it doesn't stop them from doing what they need to do. And I've had to learn this too, especially because I have now been able to unlock opportunities to be in, you know, rooms that I wasn't in before. And one of the leadership calls and meetings I'm in on a monthly basis, uh, I'm the only black woman in the room. Actually, now there's there's a, a new lady who's just been admitted into the directorship. So we share we share that sort of only title. But before then, I have had to really battle with that imposter syndrome telling me that, you know, you, maybe you should just play it safe. Just wait, listen to what other people are saying. Don't be too forward. Right. And that's just imposter syndrome. And it's something that I've had to deal with here in this new phase, because every time you get into a new level, there will be new devils to deal with. That is just how it is. That is just something that you're going to have to deal with and learn, but make sh- making sure that you're not allowing it to stop you. That is the key, not allowing imposter syndrome to stop you. And even if it means doing it afraid, and I've had to share, you know, my opinions, I've had to do presentations with a lot of anxiety, right? It's not always been me speaking in my full power authority and confidence. I've had anxiety too, especially in these new leadership rooms where I wasn't in before, right? So don't have this misconception that it's going to disappear once you get to a certain level. It won't. It will just evolve in a, in a new way that you haven't dealt with before. But when you have the tools and the mindset techniques, and you're doing the inner identity work, oh my goodness, it makes a whole difference, right? It makes such a big difference in how you step up to the game as a leader. 
Lesson number nine, my emotional intelligence and soft skills in leadership um, is probably, I, I said this earlier on in the episode, but it has been so much, so much more important than my IQ and knowledge because it's already assumed by the time you get to that level, it's assumed that you, you know your stuff, you you are an expert. You're already assumed to be an expert. And so for me, I have realized that learning to, you know, work on my emotional intelligence, work on things like um, influence on how to be diplomatic. Personally, I am not the kind of, I'm not a like fluffy person, just naturally. I just prefer people saying things as is. But as a leader, you've, you've got to learn to have a balance. And that's something that I've been learning too right? Self-awareness. I think I'm pretty good in my level of self-awareness, but how I project it towards other people, especially now as a leader and with my team having grown significantly over the last year, that's something that I've had to work on a lot, a lot, right? Um, Doing things like, you know, collaborating, um, inspiring people to get things done because when you become a director you realize that you cannot do all the things yourself no matter how much you want to you can't like you have to empower your team to get things done and to get things done in the way that aligns with your vision of how you see this thing a project activity evolving and looking like at the end Okay, this has been going on for long. So we are just wrapping up. My 10th lesson is evolution is inevitable. Some people won't get your journey. Some people won't get how you've evolved over time, but evolve anyway. It is worth it. And, you know, some people might label, start giving you certain labels like, oh, you're over ambitious, like, oh, you're, you know, stepping way beyond your current role as a director or Oh, like, is are you even supposed to be sharing things like this, you know, or are you kind of stepping over, you know, the realm of the the title that has been given to you, right? And some of these things can be hurtful to hear, right? But I want you to remember that you're not the same person you were when you were a manager, right? When you were an analyst or whatever you started as in your career you're evolving and embrace that journey of evolution it is worth it and i want to invite you to you know spaces like the elevate collective where as women aspiring leaders we talk about some of these challenges and we talk about how we've learned to evolve and become our own version of leaders right whether it makes other people comfortable or not i hope you enjoyed this episode and i will see you in next weeks have an amazing week ladies Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.